0: Hello, guys. David Vose here. Oh, it's still raining here in Alabama. I wanted to work on the... Almost done with the camper. And I got part of it filmed. And I mean, you know, I show you a little bit of what I've done before I finished it, you know. So I'll show you that maybe tomorrow, but I'm not going to be able to work on it today because it's raining. So, friends, I hope you're having a wonderful day. You see that picture there? That is somebody you probably know, Mr. Elon Musk. Now, what I want to do in this video today is talk about what's going on in the world. Because we need to know if anybody knows what's going on or, you know, it's like the whole world doesn't know what's going on. Nobody It's all a big mystery. The apostles, they were like, oh, we're going to tell you the mysteries. And all these schools around the world teaching these mysteries. What did they mean, mysteries? Did anybody know the meaning of the mystery? I believe that every nation on the face of the earth had the mysteries. Meaning that they all had this same huge pyramid they couldn't figure out. Or big ziggurat or... Obelisk or huge cities, amazing architecture, fantastic, amazing things that people couldn't understand. They didn't know how mankind could have done it. Nobody even understands how we even, you know, like we're building cities, but nobody even knows how. We're building computers, but nobody knows how. We're building Highly advanced technological things, but we don't know how. We got rockets that could wipe out mankind, but nobody knows why. This was so, something was going on in ancient times. No one, nobody knew, but we we know from the Bible. You say, well, that's a fairy tale. That well, it's the same story you get in all the ancient writings from Samaria, Babylonia, Akkad, Egypt, China everywhere. Ireland, right? The Native Americans tell the same story. But we have it in our Bible in Genesis chapter 4. And that's where it, it talks about uh, where Cain went and uh, built a city, his firstborn son Enoch, which is interesting because we also have a Enoch on Seth's line that builds a city. And that's a good city. Right, the New Jerusalem coming down out of heaven with one hundred and forty-four thousand, and it tells you in um, the book of Jubilees that there were oh, actually one hundred and forty-four thousand that went up with Enoch. He was translated into heaven. He never saw death, and he only and he lived three hundred and sixty years, which is the exact number of digits in a circle. So something going on there, but it says in Lamech, or I should say Lamech. It says in Genesis 4 that they built a city called the name Enoch. And verse 18 of Genesis 4, Later there was born to Enoch, Irad, and Irad became father to Mahujael. And Mahujael became father to Methusael. And Methusael became father to Lamech. And Lamech proceeded to take two wives for himself. The name of the first was Adah. Notice there was a Lamech and the Methuselah and all that on the other side too. But he, he had two wives, Ada, and the name of the second wife was Zillah. And in time, Ada gave birth to Jabal. He proved to be the founder of those who dwell in tents and had livestock. He, he founded agricultural ranching. He started making life, oh, instead of just running around, living in caves or being natural, maybe human beings at this time were li- living forever. Understand that the Bible doesn't actually say we've been lied to. The Bible doesn't say that God created Adam and Adam is nothing and God is everything. That's not what it says. It actually says that the powers that be and the Sumerian, Babylonian tablets, even the Bible explain, especially in the New Testament, explains that these are just these powers that Evolved, and that from all of that, there is this one grand image, or the likeness of the power. The the imprint. The, the, you see, we think when it says he was made in the image of God... We think God is a bearded man up in yonder heaven, and Adam was made in his likeness, so he's a bearded man. Well, yeah, Adam was a bearded man, but this God isn't even the word God. That's not even the right word. It's Elohim, and it's the powers that be, and it was heaven and earth. We have Heavenly Father and Mother Earth, and Heavenly Father rained down his sperm on the earth, and it gave birth, and was this great amazing rebirth and cycles and there was six days of creation and it just came from light, you know, separating from the darkness and then finally the water being separated from the land and then darkness was understood as something different from light. Like we, we started having consciousness and then all of a sudden there were fish and then somehow maybe in another epoch Or day, there was birds, and then there was mammals, and then there was man. And man was the crowning of this amazing reality, this creation. He was made in the image of these divine powers. But we shouldn't shouldn't translate it that way. Maybe a better way to translate it so that you can understand what this is actually saying when it says image is that the divine powers said, Adam shall be our image, the image of us. He'll be the outer form. You see, image can be translated form. And yeah, the, the universe is invisible. It's power. It's not time and space. It doesn't have form. So the divine being dwells in, in all, through all and above all, everywhere, right? But Adam, was the form in which that divine power existed. We know that beyond a doubt because the New Testament explains that Jesus is that divine image. And it explains in Colossians that he is the representation or the image or the form of the divine being. It tells us that in Colossians. Now, it's been translated like in the New World Translation, they say, it's the exact representation of his very being. Right? That's what Jesus is, the exact representation of his very being. That's not correct translation. He's not the exact representation as if, you know, the divine being is one thing and Jesus is another, but he's exactly like the other. That's not what it's saying. It's saying he is the actual form or the glory, the brightness, the image of the divine being. So, there's a lot there in the New Testament or in the Old Testament, or well, the entire Bible that we're just not getting the sense of it because they didn't translate it correctly. So, what we're saying here is in Genesis chapter four, human beings were being taught some sort of business, so they began to live in tents and have livestock. And the name of his brother was Jubal, and he proved to be the founder of all those who handle the harp. And the pipe. And Zillah, she too gave birth to Tubal-Cain. That's the same in some nations. They call it Vulcan. Vulcan. And so Vulcan, Tubal-Cain. He was the forger of every sort of tool and copper and iron. And his sister was Neama, And Neama ends up being the wife of Noah. She gets through the flood because... It's never explained to us, but Noah represents one line called the spiritual, and Nehemiah represents that physical, material, earthly lineage from Cain. So, we got the spirit and the flesh. But, the Bible only tells us that the side of Cain builds a city, civilization, and starts making all these tools, with iron and smelting them. This is advancement. But, If you read the book of Enoch and other uh, tablets and, and books from other nations, they go deeper. And they say that actually, especially in the book of Enoch, you can read this, that it was the devils and the demons that gave mankind this information. Mankind did not try to become advanced. They were happy to live in the world in a natural situation. And they had peace. And they were they were capable of living forever. So Adam was a divine being. He was the divine being. And all of the patriarchs are the divine beings. We have shown that. We have proven that in other videos. So when Jesus said, My father is greater than I am, he's speaking of Adam or Noah, which were probably the same person because of reincarnation. Anu is the same as our biblical Noah. Anu had three Sons, he divided up the world, you know, like uh, Uranus divided up the world between Zeus, Poseidon, and Hades. Well, this is the same story. Uranus is Noah. So, what all of this ancient wisdom tells us, the only wisdom and knowledge we have of the past, is all these ancient kingdoms that have their ancient books. And they all describe this some kind of universe that is very powerful and there are lots of powers that be and all of the pleroma of all of these powers was dwelling in this one tabernacle or image this icon the form the outer form which is man the crowning of the creation of all that is the crowning of all that is the crowning of the creation, the king, the emperor, the one with the authority and who embodies all the powers that be, such as wisdom and love and goodness and happiness. And so what we're trying to show here is that the mystery is the mystery of why. There is no, why would there be a mystery? Like if there was a creator, like Christians believe. Some bearded man's just sitting in darkness of space. I guess he's got a throne too, right? He's not the only thing that existed forever. He's probably got a throne to sit on too. Otherwise, he's just kind of floating, right? But he's just out there in the vastness of the infinite space. Well, where did space come from? Right? Did he create the space around himself? Did he create the space to exist in? Can you exist without space? Where Where would there be room for something that exists without existence. Isn't existence material? Well, maybe not. We've got time. You have to have enough. There has to be a moment in which you exist. But if this divine being creates moments, he creates time and matter, then he's beyond the universe. And therefore, he's not just a floating, you know, anthropomorphic little Michelin tire man floating in yonder heavens. So, it's incomprehensible. That's the mystery. Because he's not talking, this divine being. He knows all. Because whatever it is that is the source of all, he must know what he's doing, right? Somehow or another, because of his laws, everything exists. Why are these laws here? You know, uh, You everything that moves in a certain direction, a certain speed, certain velocity will continue to move in the certain speed, velocity forever until acted upon by another force. This is a law, right? I know you might think, well, that's silly. That's just some scientific law. But what what about why are we here? Why are humans living and building towns and you know cuddling with animals? There's got to be some purpose between why did creation end up being so wonderful? Animals are cute, right? Old doggies running around playing. What gives them that spark? But what is happiness? These are the real questions. But nobody knows. Adam didn't know either. We say, I thought he was God. Well, you see, God is two parts. God is the physical reality. He could see himself. He could explore what he was but he was actually he didn't know it he was actually looking at himself i mean it'd be like if you were just dropped into a forest right you had amnesia or something right you didn't know anything and you didn't have a language you didn't have any books you didn't have any people around to tell you what to do you didn't know what a forest was you didn't know what a tree was a rock or anything and somebody just dropped you down and you were tranquilized and then they woke you up and then you looked around and you saw all this stuff. Well, it would be a mystery, even though you are probably the most intelligent being anywhere around in the forest. I mean, you might meet a raccoon or a bunny rabbit or a deer and you'd wonder, wow, what a mystery. The grace, right? The, the Wow, this is amazing. The stillness, the activity, the fun. What are these urges inside of me that I need to go and find food? Oh, look, food is provided on the tree. Oh, look at that fruit. You'd figure that out after a while. And if there was a woman with you by, oh, some amazing, you know, that would make it nice, right? Because all the animals have mates. And all of a sudden, oh, look, I've got an Eve here. Wow, isn't she pretty? And we didn't have any clothes on, right? And you're like, hmm, it wouldn't take you long. You just had this urge, Right. You would just perform all your functions and duties. You'd go around and play, and frolic like the animals, but you wouldn't know why. Because that's hap- if if you knew why, it's over. Like if you if you if you had time to just sit around contemplating why your arm moves when you will it to move. How is it that I'm able to use my fingers to pick up this little nut? <laughs> wow, most fingers are amazing. You wouldn't even think that. You you would just. Well, you see, that's one of the things that the Bible's trying to convey is that we ought to have this thanksgiving all the time in our heart. Appreciation. Why? Because appreciation and thanksgiving is joy. It ought to be joyful. It ought to be amazing. That's why there is a mystery. We don't have to ask why we don't know everything, but I will give you some indication why. Because all of creation is the manifestation of our inner mind, which is a bottomless pit, which we cannot figure out. That's why we're infinite. If we knew it, if we knew the answers, then we wouldn't have any more adventures. We don't want to know. We want the adventure. We want to learn. We want to grow. Why? Because we want to understand and acknowledge every thing, every variable, We want to get to know and have communion. We want sex. See, now, you couldn't have sex if you knew. If you were your wife, and she was you, and it was just this one being, you couldn't have sex, you gotta have two. Well, if you've got two, then one's gonna wanna know the other, and that means you don't know her now. So the mystery is part of life that we choose to have. So, Mankind will never know ever, ever, ever. We will never know the divine ultimate because that would mean we'd know infinite. And even though we are infinite and we're capable of knowing the infinite, it's going to take an infinite number of years to know the infinite. So that means if we were to come back here and talk in a million years from now, I would tell you the same thing. We still don't know. Civilization may have advanced. It may have fallen. It, you know, there's a rest to, and, and and a time to work and a time to rest, right? There, the the universe grows and maybe sometimes it it implodes, right? The universe goes forever, and there's a cycles, but it it's not just a cycle of going around the same place. It's like a figure eight, like we've said, because. Every time we go around, we learn something. And so then we go into a higher realm or understanding. So universe is like DNA. It doesn't actually have a code in there because there's no space. There's no actual physical anything. It's all mind. And what we can, what's in the mind is something that we just imagine. We can imagine anything. And the, and, and the, it's, the, 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 the depths of our imagination are, are uh, unimaginable, right? We cannot get to the bottom of the depths of our desires. And, and because we're so amazing, because we're the divine being, that means that we have within us the ability to invent an endless and infinite number of things. Right? We'll, we'll never get done inventing everything. We're like, oh, I'm done now. Well, then we die, Right? The universe would have to go away. As long as the universe exists, it's got to be creating, imagining. So there's an a bottomless pit of wisdom in us that we can't get to know in one moment, but what? but we will know one day. When we lift the veil and we go in into our wife, then we experience the orgasm. But there will always be more. There will be children. Then there will be grandchildren. And then we'll build a home. And then we'll build a city. And so there's going to be this advanced knowledge. However, some of the things that we do comes from demons. And a lack of knowledge. And apathy. And depression. And egotisticalness. And selfishness. So we also have the lower ego. And the lower ego wants to Lord it over others and rule others and take a woman rather than experience and know her and share and love. But no, they want a shortcut. This always happens until you learn that shortcuts don't work. So, so some period of time, we will always try to do something the short way or uh, the wrong way until we realize that's the wrong way and it doesn't work and it's not fulfilling. So we've got these two stories of Cain's line and Seth's line. They both represent the wrong and the right way. And the wrong way always leads to improvements in the wrong ways. But yet, then the right side of the brain learns from the wrong side, right, that, oh, that's trial and error. That's the part, that the illusion that we're allowed to just imagine and create something, but it's temporary because we don't choose it. If we make something that works and it's fulfilling and it gives us happiness, then we will choose that and it will remain forever because it's the reality. That's the only thing that's real is the things that we choose. And it is certainly a natural process to Trial and error, and to choose, and so mankind was initiated by the woman and the serpent, the DNA, or the the bottomless pit of this spiraling experience, growing and 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 what we call the seed, right? The seed from that little seed comes the large tree. From this little serpent, this little fishy, little polywog comes everything else. But the woman has the truth whispered in her ear. She just has this inner instinctual knowledge that we must partake of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Even though it will cause us death and pain, suffering, but it will lead to eternal life, to become like the divine being, knowing the difference between good and evil. We have to take that step. And the Apostle Paul says, That which is made alive is not made alive unless first it dies. And then he goes on in 1 Corinthians 15 to explain that we had to go through the fish, the bird, the the mammals, the men. And then after, when we gain immortality, this infinite progression will be like the sun and the moon, which differs, there's graduations, or like the stars, which each star differs from each star in glory. So it's an infinite progression. There are stars that are far larger than our star. And there are galaxies beyond our galaxy we've never even experienced or could know. And so therefore, it's an eternal progression. And thank goodness that the mystery will never be solved. Because our Divine Father, it says in the Bible, dwells in unapproachable light. And light means consciousness. So His his consciousness or awareness or knowledge or knowing So far in the infinite that we will continue to progress towards that infinite knowledge but never attain. So the mystery will continue to grow. Now, what I'm trying to get at with all of this, I mean, what we've said is good enough, right? It's interesting to know this, to understand this, to put this in perspective. That this idolatry that we've been involved in, where we believe in some bearded man as our divine Lord, right? Some old man sitting in yonder heavens, right? Floating in space, reaches his hand down and grabs us. He hears all of our prayers. It's it's almost like Santa Claus, right? He knows when you've been naughty or nice. That's idolatry. See, because what Jesus was trying to teach us is that that deity that people have been worshiping, the Christians worship, is the devil, right? This is your made-up idea. This is your ego and that's not the true deity because that one is in ignorance. He's proud, he's selfish, he wants, he demands worship, you've got to get down and bow to him but the true divine power doesn't ask anyone to worship him but like a father, he loves us and we're his children and we're all going to become exactly like him. And so the fullness of all of the, the pleroma of all of these divine powers dwell in Christ. He is then the exact exact form of the divine being. So Jesus is the divine being, the the, the idol, the only idol or image that we can get down and worship. The only true form of the divine being is man and the highest of that is jesus because he's the firstborn of many brethren and all of us are going to be exactly in his image as well we're all going to be the form that this divine these divine powers love and wisdom and stuff the the indwelling of the holy spirit will dwell in us and so it says that Jesus dwelled in the form of the divine being, but he emptied himself and took on the form of a slave, a man. Well, I thought man was the image of the divine being. Well, the true image of the divine being is Jesus. And he looks like a man. And, but Until you attain unto that same perfection and reject the world, the devil, the the lower ego, and you become immortal, see, then before that, you're just a steward in charge of this world until he comes, which is that Christ in you. Until that enlightenment comes, you're just a steward. You're not the owner. You're not the heir. We're all heirs of that divine being. The heir of the unit. We own the universe. We're the creators. We are the all. But until we understand that, until we wake up and realize that, until we accept that we'll never know everything, that the divine being dwelleth in us, and we're content by faith and the knowing that it's there. Not, You don't need to have all this information. You don't need some science. You don't see, need some arbitrary law. We don't have to make something from the lower ego, which is egotistical, that's got to have control. So we have to build a system that knows everything in one system, which is a finite system. A finite system cannot know the infinite. And so, we're living in a crazy ignorance if we think that we can grasp the entire universe and put it in a formula. The only reason that we have to put it in a a finite form in a book or in a computer, like we got this AI, and knows everything, that's still finite, but man's... Always trying to do this. Well, let's write a book. Let's make a school. Let's make a city where everybody dwells. No, we dwell in the world. We create with our mind. We are divine. Just accept it, believe it, and with faith, perceive it. It it doesn't happen because we are the divine being if we give up, we forfeit our ability to create by knowing, by just doing it. Because we create by doing it. So once we forget that we know, meaning that, oh, we're searching for answers, we can't just accept reality. We, oh, we've got to know, we've got to understand. Well, understanding's a ruse. The spiritual understanding is something we know within ourselves. We don't take all that amazing wisdom, the infinite wisdom, and put it in a book or somehow improve upon what is because we are immortal. And our creation, our thoughts are immortal. We're constantly bringing up out of the depths of our imagination whatever we choose. As long as we just close our eyes and with faith believe and act. But once we find that lower ego that really is fear, that says, well, what if I'm not the divine being? What if I don't live forever? Then we say, well, then I must build a city where I'm safe. Well, I'll have to write a book so I can understand. Well, I'll have to make an AI where control all the people. Because if we don't control all the people, the earth will die. Mother earth will die. Global warming. Oh, we've got to do something. I'm panicked. Let me show you an example of what I'm saying. The reason that human beings are going to fail at this project of trying to control the world in a one world government is because our leaders do not understand anything they are blind they're they're not I wouldn't use the word evil as much as I would say that their blindness has become evil okay and evil's not some eternal mystery it's simply the product of being afraid it's simple well it's got to be temporary because being afraid is gonna go away once we find out that the Lord loves us, that the Lord was is in us, that his presence is within us, that Christ is in us, that he loves us, that we've got access beyond that veil to higher consciousness, that we can do all these things, but we've got to learn through trial and error. So what we call evil is fear. What we call evil is misunderstanding and actions that we take that It's like the futility of trying to put a square peg in a round hole. It's not going to end your existence. Because you're immortal. But you're going to end up being lost. By the way, in the Bible where it's always talking about this destruction. And the, the wicked shall be destroyed. That word is Apollo, Apollyon. And it literally means to be lost. Now, I remember years ago when you'd look on Strong's, I guess they're constantly updating that thing. Because years ago when you would look up that word, because the King James says they would perish, and then you would look it up and it would say it can mean perish or to be lost. And I thought, lost, perish, those are two different words. But nowadays when you look it up, it's stuck on the destroying Part of the word, destruction. But that's A of the dictionary. B, the second meaning is to lose or to be lost. But then they say, well, it doesn't really mean to be lost, because if you've lost something, it doesn't mean it's really gone. It just means you can't find it. But they say, no, 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 it means to be lost in the sense that it's gone away. So technically it's it's gone. It's destroyed, disappeared. Well, I don't know, but I think it literally does mean that when you get lost, you get lost in your mind but you're not going to be forever lost. You must come back to the fold. You must have the awakening so that you're not lost in some infinite endeavor that won't work because it's like you can't build a rock too big for yourself to lift. Or you can't lie. So you keep trying to lie, but you really can't because you will be exposed. So it's like saying, I'm going to make the wrong right. You can't make the wrong right. You can't say, I'm the immortal being, infinite in love and kindness, but I'm going to be evil and wretched and wicked. You can't do that. All you can do is pretend. And so it's you're, you're caught in some finite... Struggle that has to end. But I'm already over 30 minutes. I didn't intend to talk for 30, almost 35 minutes before showing you this little clip because this is very, very telling about Elon Musk and about the world that we live in and the New World Order that they're trying to bring about and why they're doing it and do they know what they're doing? Listen to this.
1: Is there is there a flaw in that argument? I mean, someone, but someone I'm not that, sure what but, the f- error. In, all right, no, no, the argument makes sense. So the assumption then is that somebody beat us to it, and this is a game. No, no, there's a one in billions chance that this is base reality. Oh, okay. What do you think? Well, I think it's one in billions. Okay. <laughs> okay I, I mean, this, this, that seems to be like clearly what the you know what the, what. The...
0: So the guy asked Elon, he says, they beat us to it. Who's they? Nobody ever explains, right? But they, I guess that's their word for God. God beat us to it. He made some reality that we're living in, but is it base reality? So whoever created this world to them isn't really the true God, if they, and there's a base reality. Well, if we followed that down the rabbit hole, where would you where would you end with that? I mean, so somewhere in the universe there's a reality better than the one we're in, and yet, evidently the one who made that one is God, right? But they don't believe in God. But we're not in that realm that God made. We're in another realm, another reality. Well, now you're actually telling the truth. In other words, this is the world that is built by the ego. But he can't either figure out that what they are saying in some scientific way is exactly what the Bible has been saying all the time, is that our divine father And Divine Mother made reality. And it's perfect in all its ways. Base reality. But the world we're living in is not base reality. And But the other guy is saying they beat us to it. I guess he's saying that somebody made a reality, but it's not very good. And that was the first one. And we're evolving now into another reality? Well, if they made this reality, then what were we before reality existed? They've got no clue what they're saying because they're the peasants, you know, we the people that we think we're so smart because we went and got a degree. So we're listening to these in, these authorities like, uh, what was that guy that was in the wheel? Stephen Hawking's. They believed that they, th- this got started, you know, in a few years back with this uh, quantum physics. And the idea that there's these multiple realities. Well, there could be other realities because we're the thinker. We can think of any reality we want and we have been in times past in other realities but when we're not conscious of that reality it doesn't exist. It's temporary. So there are no other realities only the ones that we are thinking of right now. We're in a thought bubble and if we've lost the original reality and now we're in another one then and this one's got to go and we got to have a new one then according to their logic if we blow this one up, we're gone because there is no base reality. But if Elon was really a genius, then he would know that as long as that whatever we are that's coming up with the reality, the form, we're real and we can't go away. we're immortal and there's nothing that could happen to us. We'll always keep on thinking and if we make a mistake and something's wrong, if they stop trying to cookie cut it, stop trying to write books about it, trying to figure it out, just let it be, we'll make a perfect reality. We'll begin to love one another and the world will change. The environment, the ecology will change. Dogs and animals and lions will eat straw like a bull and the lamb and the wolf will lie down together because our minds come to peace and we stop being afraid and trying to figure it out and building great, you know, SpaceX and and Neuralink. And we're going to stop all this. But they ain't got enough brains to stop it? Or do they know? If they're that smart and they understand that we're in some sort of unreality that's going to go away because we're all fools, then they must know they're the fools. And if they know that they're the fools, they know that there is a divine being within all of us, the Pleroma, and that the Bible's true, and that Jesus had that within him, and he taught the only truth, which is love. And they must know that they're just now deceiving us, twisting this scenario. these I don't know that Stephen Hawking was twisting it on purpose. I think he was fooled. They're all being fooled. But now somebody like Elon Musk may or may not know that he's literally working for the ego, the, the demonic uh, dimmy urge That is Sort of Sabotaging reality We all have that little thing You know I, I sometimes wonder when I'm Like when I'm building my camper And I'm swinging a hammer and I smash my thumb And I, and I think back and I go Well you know what I mean especially as you get older you, You've done this so many times You realize you know It seems like I've done this so many times I kind of knew that was going to happen But somehow or another I just let it happen Like I knew I wasn't being careful And I knew that if I wasn't going to be careful, I might smash my thumb. And I just went and did it anyway. And then I'm like, why did I do that? Oops, I dropped that again because I wasn't being careful. Somehow we're sabotaging something. Maybe it's because we're tired or whatever, but we're sabotaging ourselves. Why? Maybe we want to learn. Maybe there's things we got to do. Maybe there's a reason for all of this. But what I do know is that that man is sabotaging him and I don't know if Klaus Schwab could possibly be smart enough to even know he's a, he's wrong, right? But Elon, Elon looks like he might be possibly smart enough to know that what he's saying is a lie. So I don't think any human on earth right now really knows exactly what's going on, but there may be a few people in the world that are like the right hand man of Satan that has been, they've divulged a little bit of this information to them and they've said, no, listen, or maybe they deceived him said, now listen, because you did what I said in so many lifetimes, you're a bad guy. You're not going to get to go into the kingdom of the Lord with the rest. So, look, you know you're going to hell anyway. You know, you're going to have to go to reincarnate and and work through all this. And you're not going to go to the wonderful future that these others are going to go to. So, why not just keep keep telling people lies? And get them all worked up. Maybe you can defeat their progress and then they won't go beyond you. You'll be right up there with them. You'll, you'll be so smart that you can hold them back for another class, right? Maybe in the next class, you know, maybe they deceive themselves into thinking that the universe doesn't have anyone that knows what's going on and you can, at least for a long period of time, who knows how long you can, you can, sabotage all of humankind and rob and pillage and plunder and sow your oats and throw your cares into the wind and just do evil and, and get gain and do all the pleasure. There's one thing they don't understand. When you do that, you're following a natural course because there is only nature in the universe. And so you either are learning and pursuing righteousness, happiness, happiness, Because that's what we all really want, including Elon Musk and everyone else. We all want happiness. And what he's pursuing is pleasure. So in that sense, he's deceived himself because pleasure and more pleasure and more pleasure ends up causing consequences. Because we're not supposed to live in a world that's only pleasure. Why, Dave? Well, let me give you an example. Let's say you enjoy having sex, but you take somebody against their will well, you're getting pleasure, but that's not happiness. You will not be fulfilled by that. Because, number one, even if you could get away with it, the person that you had sex with would not reciprocate, would not give you love. And what you're really seeking is love, not sex. You're seeking love. So, they deceive themselves to get something that they've deceived themselves is enough, but it's not enough. It's not enough for anybody. The illusion is not enough. We must have reality which is peace, which is just believing, just accepting, loving, caring for others. That's the only way we can truly exist and be happy. All the pleasure and all the power doesn't bring happiness, but it is a great deceiver. And that, my friends, is the devil. And that is why we know that Elon Musk is following Satan because he has believed the great lie. Listen to the last part of what he says here. This this will really give you some insight into who this man is.
1: ...what it suggests. Right. And and actually, I mean, arguably we should hope that that's true, because otherwise, if, if civilization stops advancing, then that may be due to some calamitous event that it erases civilization. So maybe we should be hopeful that this is a simulation, because otherwise... Because they could reboot it. Well, otherwise... Either we're going to create simulations that are indistinguishable from reality or civilization will cease to exist.
0: So he says, we should hope that we are in a hologram. We should hope that this is not base reality. And then he says, if civilization stops advancing. Now, he's already with that statement. Either prove that he's lying or that he's ignorant. Because as we have said, advancing in his concept, meaning human mortals making a book, trying to figure it all out, putting the infinite in a finite, making a better world than what already exists. In other words, if you relax and let your mind create with love, It all works out perfectly and we're in the kingdom now. The ecology will change. The wolf and the lamb will lie down together. He doesn't know that or he's lying. Because he says we got to keep advancing. But what he means is if I don't make SpaceX and Neuralink's and we don't make another reality because he says this is base this is not base reality. This is a um hologram. This is a simulation. So he's saying this is a simulation. So if we don't keep simulating and making a better world, and you see how similar that is to the truth. We're always advancing infinitely. We're going to progress for infinity. That's what the Bible says. But this man doesn't believe in the Bible. This man doesn't believe in the divine that already is in us, that is already on the throne, that has already got it under control. He will not submit. He will not have faith. He will not relax. But he wants to try and steady the ark. He wants us to believe that everything's going to fall apart. Because we better be happy or hope that there is no divine being. Because if this is the divine being's creation, it's a lousy one and we're all going to die. Well, that's a lie. Maybe that's not what he's saying. I don't know. What else could he be saying? He could be saying, I'm going to mix the truth with lies to deceive everybody. So science has come to the place where we all kind of realize that we're dancing and, and that, that e equals MC squared, material things are not real. We're living in a hologram. This could be a simulation. But a simulation by they. And they did a lousy job. Meaning God. Meaning he don't believe in God. So now he becomes God because they are going to make a similar He's going to advance. He's not talking about the advancing of they who he sort of diminishes by the idea that they didn't do a very good job. But he's going to do a better job. He's going to write a book. He's going to make A.I., a computer that's going to control everything. And everybody's going to get a mark upon their right hand or their forehead. That's what you got to do. You see, this is the great conspiracy. This is the great deception that the Bible spoke of. That everybody should get a mark upon their right hand and forehead. Their forehead because they need to know it in their mind and believe it. And their hand because they need to act upon it. And people are going to believe in this one world government, AI, control, law and order, Elon Musk at the helm and Donald Trump, you know, as president and 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 the Antichrist reigning from the Grand Temple, which is what are they stupid enough to think that some building over in the Middle East? Is a thing we should worship, maybe, because perhaps some man, like it says in the book of Revelation, will die. Who will be filled with Satan. Satan. Isn't that what it says about Judas Iscariot? It says Satan entered into him. He says, now do what thou must do quickly. We've got to get this over with. Do it quickly because the Antichrist is coming and he's going to be filled with Satan and he is going to be Satan in the flesh. That, you know, how Jesus said that, that the, the fullness of the Pleroma of the divine powers dwelt bodily in him. Well, I say that scripture tells us that all the fullness of the divine demonic forces of the universe, the Demiurge himself, will dwell in this man. I don't know who, but obviously Elon Musk is his prophet, or one of them. And he either knows he's lying, well, it's called the great deception, or he's part of the of the beings that are being deceived. He's either being deceived, so... A man, you know, how can a man supposedly that intelligent... Well, they think he, you know, somehow they they say he was. He's been to all the schools. How could he be deceived? That's it, right there, because he went to all the schools. See, I almost got caught up in this myself. I was born a Jehovah's Witness. They put me right into the ministry school, which is the priesthood. At the age of six, was giving public talks, going from door to door, handing out watchtowers and awakes. You know, going from service getting filling out my little time card, and they wanted to mold me into one of their little Stooges to promote this one world government the new world order They're, they've got a new world order bible and i started going along and believing it because everybody else believed it right I went to the schools they went they made me go to school i you know I was taught how oh we've got a We have to conform to the policies of the organization. We must wear the suit and tie. We must get involved and get a good job and become a CEO and provide for our family and do all the little procedures as we're told. And that almost deceived me. In fact, I can't take any credit for being woken, becoming aware that this was all evil because the Lord in His mercy made me go through a great time of trouble and they threw me out of my ear and I was all alone. It was very difficult. And many of us have gone through this great difficulty. And remember we were saying the other day how the Bible says that when a sparrow falls, it is our Heavenly Father's will. Nothing happens. Even a little sparrow, nothing happens. It isn't His will. So, Elon is chosen. He's the chosen one for what he's doing. It's our Heavenly Father's will that destiny has put him in this particular position where he will be the Judas. Now, I'm I'm sure he's not the only. He's not the Antichrist, I don't think. But there may be several of them that are playing certain parts. And they're You know, just like human beings, we have that higher ability, the higher consciousness. We have that ability to be conscious of higher things. But we also have that fear. It serves a purpose. Like when you're standing on the edge of a cliff and you get fear. Well, that fear is to try and warn you not to fall, to be careful. So it serves a purpose. But what happens is sometimes we get to being so afraid that we can't think consciously. It's not, it's no longer warning us, but it's become a debilitating thing for us. And we're so afraid we can't even walk and we fall off the cliff anyway. So there are, well, and and even that can be part of the plan. You know, the, the survival of the fittest. If you're not physically strong or mentally strong, you fall. And well, oops, gone forever. No, the Lord has a plan for every sparrow that falls. That sparrow is going to come back as an eagle. So in this temporary stage, everything is destined to, the, the, the body will wear out and we'll get a new body. So this is all part of the plan, nothing to be afraid of. Mankind's going through the great test. It tells you in the book of Revelation, I will keep you from the hour of test that is coming upon the entire world. Revelation 3.10 How will he keep us from this hour of trial? It's a trial. It's a tribulation. And the Lord is bringing it to test all of the world. Why? Because in order to pass a certain mile marker and get to the next lesson, we have to learn the prior lesson. There are certainly going to be those who have not Learned enough of that and they gotta go through a class again. There's nothing wrong with that. Don't be afraid. What's about to happen is gonna happen. There's a purpose. And there are those who are the elect, right? For for the Lord, who have been elected because of their birthright. They were firstborn. Jesus is the firstborn among many brethren, and we are the church of the firstborn. And so we are destined because of our birthright, because we were born first, we're older, we're wiser, more mature. Perhaps Elon is an old soul. Perhaps he's a young soul. But he's part of this great deception that's taking the world. What you've got to do is don't let fear rule your life. Don't let deception take over your brain. And you start saying, oh, man, I guess this logic of we're in a simulation must mean there is no deity and we must follow Elon Musk. He's going to be our savior. And Donald Trump and Klaus Schwab, right? The warp speed, right? The AI, the new system, the one world government. Don't be deceived, friends. Many of these individuals are very deceived. And some of them are Satan's right-hand man. Just like Judas, who knew exactly what he was doing. And Satan entered in unto him. But we're not the type that will fall back. We are going to go forward. We are going to keep that oil in our lamp we're going to be the light of the world we're going to shine we're going to love one another we're not going to be deceived by all this contention and all the propaganda on the television telling us that there's a war and we've got to you know if you're going to live you know there's no hope of salvation there is no deity there's no jesus just do what elon musk and donald trump tells you to do and that's the only way you'll get you'll survive Go to the FEMA camp and stand in line. Get your, you know, commodities. Right? You can't make it out there in the woods on your own. In fact, you peasants are out there lighting fires and doing natural things and you're destroying the earth. There's global warming because we've we've got to conquer this Mother Earth. She's not our mother. She's trying to kill us, right? So we've got to beat her. We've got to find technology that can advance beyond Mother Earth. When I say... You can't fool Mother Nature. And they're going to look very foolish. But worse than that, woe unto them, because there will be great weeping and the gnashing of their teeth. But if you think that Elon Musk is just a brilliant man and he's right, and they hate, perhaps, maybe you can't follow this argument, and you think that Elon's right and David Vos is wrong, Well, think about this. I'm going to show you another little clip to show you how far this conspiracy goes. And all the people I'm going to show you are all the supposed good people. People like Oprah Winfrey, right? Oh, she's a wonderful lady. People like Barack Obama was the greatest president of all time. People like Seth Green. Tom Hanks. Oh, he's the most amazing Movie star. I love that guy. He's just so funny, you know, right? He's a kind, gentle man, right? Well, think again. Look at this.
1: These are the people that were on Epstein Island, uh, confirmed by multiple sources. Bill Clinton, George Mitchell, Alex Baldwin, Ralph Fiennes, George Hamilton, Dustin Hoffman, Kevin Spacey, Liz Hurley, Laura Hunton, Janice Dixon, Naomi Campbell, Christy Tur- Turlington, uh, Henry Kissinger, which may be one of the most evil men on the world. Yes. Yeah. Joan Rivers, Courtney Love, Mick Jagger, Courtney Guest, uh, Phil Collins, uh, Simon LeBond, Charlie Rose of PBS, Richard Branson, Candace Bushel, Tom Ford, uh, Vera Wang, Nadia Byerlin. Uh, Co. Stark, and here's some more: Seth Green, James Gunn, mm-hmm. Dan Schneider, Steven Spielberg, Tom Hanks, Stephen Colbert, mm-hmm. uh, Kevin Spacey, Kev- uh, Kathy Griffin, Oprah Winfrey, Sean Carter, Beyonce Knowles, Anthony Kiedis, John. These are the people that were on Epstein Island.
0: So there you go. If you think that Henry Kissinger could possibly be a good guy. Or how about, let's just go right straight to the Epstein, Jeffrey Epstein. He's not a good guy, you know that, right? These are pedophiles. What are they doing on that island? They're all they're all going there. Do you think they didn't know when they were on the airplane going out to Epstein Island what they were doing, you know? None of them knew what was going on. Why is it that all these people are out there with this evil pedophile? Well... The most logical conclusion you could come to is that they're all in on this great conspiracy, and they're all the type folks—Bill Clinton and Tom Hanks and these wonderful people. That, well, well, just look at at, at this connection. Bill Gates is on that list. Well, who benefited from that two-year thing we went through—the reset? Who's benefiting? Billy the gatekeeper made billions off the pharma. They shut down all the other mom and pops and these very powerful people, they win. Okay, well, who facilitated that for Bill? Who made Elon Musk the richest man in the world so he could sell his electric cars? Well, this whole reset made him, you know, this idea, well, like Biden's trying to get rid of all the oil. Well, Trump's involved with that. Trump's the one who started the warp speed. He's the one who put the policies in place so that Elon Musk could make billions off electric cars and is promoting SpaceX because he created Space Force, a new military department or whatever it was. So because of Trump's policies, he made Elon Musk the richest man in the world. Well, because of Trump's policies, Billy the Gatekeeper is even more rich than Elon Musk. It's just that he's put all his money off shore now because he doesn't want you to know how much he's made off the pharma through all of this. So, they're all in on, to get on it together. While Trump was president, they were pulling in billions from the Ukraine off their oil deals and orchestrating, preparing the world for this great war. And they didn't want you to know that Trump had anything to do with it. So they they just simply put this old, senile old man and another old, senile woman to run the Congress. The old, wicked witch of the West and Mr. Magoo running the country. So they would have a fall guy. Well, it wasn't my fault, right? Friends, this is being orchestrated. Elon Musk is sitting there, he's articulate enough to make an argument that you might somehow fall for. Stephen Hawking, you feel sorry for him, he's in a wheelchair, he's advocating all of this quantum physics which is lies because reality doesn't happen unless you imagine it. And so if we're in this consciousness, there is no other reality, it's only a possibility and they lie. There isn't multiple realities. Anyway, I'm going to go ahead and go. I hope you have a wonderful day. May the Lord bless you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a good one.